welcome to another episode of Fully Booked. I'm Megan. And I'm Shireen. And it is the end of Young Adult Month. It's the end of August. And so for some reason, we felt the need to punish ourselves for the end of the month. It was so painful. (laughs) And we decided that for this week's episode, we would actually do um, a comparison, contrast, mashup kind of situation. It's the same movie. I know, I know. But it's okay. But technically, we're doing like a double header. We have to watch two films for this, okay? Everybody else should have to watch them too. We did, yeah. Um, So what we decided to do for this week was take a look at the idea of uh, your teen romance, but your teen romantic drama, and particularly drama to do with death <laughs> regarding but teenagers. Like not like in like a, anyway, whatever, we're going to get into it. I know, it, but it's like it, a death out of body experiences, car crashes aplenty. I'm just going to put, you know what though, just in case of anything, I am going to put just like a blanket trigger warning over this episode mm. uh, because there are some things that are discussed. We'll talk about them a little bit when we're talking about each of these two movies, yeah. um, which I haven't even named yet. Sorry. But if you saw the title of the episode, <laughs> you saw that today <laughs> we're doing a, a double header of 2014's If I Stay and 2017's Before I Fall. I kept on saying Before I Go when I was like... I thought it was Before I Go to Sleep or like... What if I don't stay? Like, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you were just like mixing, mashing the two of them <laughs> yeah. into one. They're basically the same movie. So, <laughs> so yeah, so we're going to, we're going to talk about that general trigger warning. I think just around general death. trigger warning for death, teen romance, um, <laughs> as trigger warning for teen romance, with the way it's depicted in these fucking movies it is, um, uh, bullying there's definitely especially yeah. in the second one that we're going to talk about there's and definitely a general trigger warning to yeah. do with bullying in that they um talk about like they negatively talk about like mental health yeah like mental health issues um yeah. you know self-harm things like that yeah. just like so i'm just putting a blanket trigger warning over this in case there is something here that would make you uncomfortable i would rather people be aware of it ahead of time there's a lot of uncomfortable shit in these movies so yeah. so like yeah that. um God, it's going to be a little bit of a bummer because I think we're just going to yell about them for an hour, but uh, we're going to do that. So I hope you stick around for it. Um, I do think we should, you know what, let's, do you want to do it in order of when the films were released? We'll do the first one first, yeah, second one can. second. All right. and, and I think we just don't need to go through a step by step because they're just both garbage. No, I think we can talk about general plot points, things we hated, maybe things that we liked in certain cases, and that's about it probably. Yeah. So... Okay, so yeah, that's no problem. That's let's do that then. So if that's the case, we're going to start <laughs> this episode with uh, the 2014 adaptation of "If I Stay." Isn't it amazing how life is one thing and then in an instant it becomes something else? Like here I am, Mia, the girl who thinks about the cello and Adam, and just like that. <laughs> So, okay, so, right, yeah, I'm going to give a general, I'm going to give a general plot point about this just when I give, uh, when I provide a little bit of information here, because I know it's almost, it's confusing. So, If I Stay was released in 2014. It is an adaptation of a 2009 novel by an author by the name of Gail Foreman, who I think I looked into really briefly, mostly YA drama stuff, so very on par with 
this story, mm. as far as I can tell. Um, this movie, at the time that we're recording this, has a score of 6.7 out of 10 on IMDb. How? <laughs> I don't know. And 35% on Rotten Tomatoes. Makes more sense. But that's only the critic score. The audience score is 61%, which, like, calm down, guys. What? I like, don't know. Didn't Romeo and Juliet have worse scores than this? Um, no, I think it was better. Oh, okay. I think the critics liked Romeo and Juliet better. <laughs> Fair enough. Anyway, well, um, so um, If I Stay is, I'm going to try and like very briefly give a synopsis of this kind of. If I Stay stars, if you don't know anything about it, good for you, um, stars (laughs) Chloe Grace Moretz as a character named Mia Hall, Mm. um, who is basically, we jump back and forth a lot in this film, but who is basically... um, a music having, prodigy. Yeah, and she is having an out-of-body experience after her and her family get into a very serious car accident. Mm-hmm. She's basically my under, my sort of vague understanding of this um, with like the little supernatural element of an out-of-body experience thrown in is that she's in a coma, more yeah. or less, at the hospital. She's the only survivor well, of her family. I mean, as the story, like, you know, they're showing like her mom died on On site yeah and then her dad is kind of hanging on and like this is her whole out-of-body experience like it's interesting like it's like um a flip-flop between her memories and then her out-of-body experience in the hospital yeah it's not hard to follow I will say like it wasn't like it's not written in a way where I was like what the fuck is going on right now like it wasn't difficult to keep up with it was more just of an eye roll than a what the fuck is happening kind of moment and then like her dad eventually dies and then it's like all this talk about like oh, well, you know, if she comes back, then she's going to have just her and her brother. And you're Mm -hmm. like, well, at least she has her brother. And, like, he needs her. And then the brother dies. Yeah, and And he's, like, seven, I think, that character is meant to be. And, like, I'm just like, what the fuck like whoa you know like really not necessary yeah and so of course interwoven to all of this stuff at the hospital where all there are all of these scenes where she's running around barefoot i'd really like somebody to walk me through that that was a weird (laughs) style choice well maybe she lost her shoes in the car maybe it was just a weird thing like i get that they wouldn't want her she has like a winter coat on because it's snowing right i get that they wouldn't want her to have to wear a coat for the whole film like that's fine that's fair but the the no shoes thing the barefoot thing really threw me off when i watched it i was like halfway through the movie i was like she has no shoes on why does she have no shoes on that's weird that's when you're like you know hanging around in the whatever it's called in limbo you don't need um shoes shoes i guess but would you just like not need clothes at that point? oh whatever it doesn't matter anyway. it means nothing in the context of this film um so basically at the same time like shane said at the same time as we're seeing all of the present day hospital stuff Mm. uh we are also (laughs) we're also experiencing many many flashbacks to sort of see how we got to this point because we're doing like a catch-up to a certain extent even though we already know what the end is kind Mm. of it doesn't matter um anyway and so we're experiencing it but of course the vast majority of what her life revolved around before was i mean music because she plays the cello yes incredibly well yes um and the fact that she has a shitty boyfriend like that's pretty much what it is did you find him shitty i thought they were trying to make him seem like like yeah no you're right he was shitty yes now that i think about it that no was think what about me so mad about this think movie. about the juilliard scene when he finds oh, out that she has an audition so yeah exactly i think you texted me about it and you're watching the movie. yeah i was like what the fuck is this i so i thought they were going in a good direction with that at first so basically you see their relationship from like from like when it starts and it's one of these stupid again this is one of those 
shows that relies heavily on so, so, so many tropes. The first one being, I'm the quiet mousy girl and nobody ever notices me, but he noticed me thing. Oh, Which yes. I really... Which gives him the ticket to being like toxic. Yeah, that's it. But I also really can't, I cannot... I can no longer take that seriously in these types of films because it happens all the time. They do stuff like this, mm. um, but then they cast somebody who looks like Chloe Grace Moretz, and they're like, "Oh yes, she's so fucking ugly," but like no guy's <laughs> ever spoken to her before. She's like gorgeous, yeah. and you're like, "I don't believe." Her hair in this movie was just stunning. Yeah, so much lovely hair. She's so stinking pretty. I it's know. ridiculous. So that's so that's why I can never. You've already taken me out of it because I'm like, uh huh. Side note, like Chloe Grace Moretz was 16 when this movie was being filmed and her male counterpart was 22. So like, yay, Hollywood for casting a child. I know, it happens all the time and I I don't like it. It's icky. Um, icky. You know, so uh, they didn't do anything with like a shitty home life in this one, which is fine. It's like her parents are, her parents are cool, quote unquote. She got like cool parents who like like rock and roll and stuff and they don't understand how they have like a super classically trained daughter. Uh, Her mom, I never remember that actress's name, but she's been in a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I've seen her in like a bunch of TV shows and stuff. She's cool. And her dad, I was just like, oh, what are you doing in this movie is Josh Leonard, who was Josh in Blair Witch Project. (laughs) If anybody was around when Blair Witch Project came out, he was one of the people in that movie. Have you seen Blair Witch Project, Shereen? No, I haven't actually. Yeah, exactly. Does not surprise me at all. Um, yeah, so I was like, oh, what are you doing? And then she's got a really cute little brother who's like seven or eight or something. He's like a little baby. Um, (laughs) a little baby. A little baby. Um, yeah, so of course, yeah, she gets noticed by the quote unquote bad boy in school. The least bad boy looking bad boy. And it's like, oh, (laughs) he's so rock and roll. No, he's not. Oh my god, they're band. Okay, so he's in a band, and the band is like an indie pop band, basically. And it's so funny because they're just like, he's always talking about like punk artists and stuff and I like talking about like the Ramones and talking about the Sex Pistols and stuff I'm like dude what are you saying right now like it's and then you hear them play and they're not terrible like they're they're pretty decent but like the style of music is so very not conducive to the way that he speaks about it and it's so funny and it's quite like vanilla as well it is it made me I teeheed my way through the film partially because of that yeah (laughs) yeah it's good it is it's very tame it is very tame and when there are certain scenes where like you know she goes to see his band playing and stuff and everybody is in the audience is much more excited than i think you would be listening to this kind of music generally speaking (laughs) and like i think they just keep coming back like because basically when she's doing her flashbacky things she's like trying to illustrate like how great her life is and how she has like a lot to live for but then also like if her whole family is gone then what's she gonna live for and so you know they keep going into kind of how she met this guy and you can tell that like her whole life starts revolving around him um she is obviously very very talented she doesn't believe in herself for whatever reason Mm -hmm. is sorry is the character i think his character is meant to be older than her though right like yeah i think he's like because he's like graduating high school going into past that i think i think he's already graduated interesting so but it was mm, Okay, I'm okay. That's why these two movies are the same movie in my head. But um, no, you're thinking of the other shithead from the other movie. I guess because I'm just no. I think what I'm thinking of is the fact that like in like one of the first scenes where they do the flashback, it's like how they met. Yeah, and he sees her at school I playing think that her. There's ch- 
My understanding, okay. and I might be wrong, okay. my understanding is that this these flashbacks span over more than one year. No, no, they definitely do. Yeah. It's like a while. Yeah, so I think that he might like have graduated or something okay. in the interim of what, what's happening. So maybe here. he was like a senior and he happened to see her and she was like a Could sophomore be. or a junior or some crap. How does that work in the States, guys? We're bad at this. We're Canadian. Nobody calls them that here. No, nope. You get numbers here. Anyway, I don't think it really matters. Whatever. Like he's a bit older than her or whatevs. Um, and then they're like talking about like going to college together and, um, you know, they kind of hint that he's had a very bad family life and that means that he kind of latches onto her and like, she's like his whole life and everything. And then she's kind of like, he's his, he's her whole life because he notices her and makes her feel like she's something. Yeah. Plus it's another fetishization of male trauma. God, we love to give men in media traumatic backstories. It It, all leads back to Twilight. Well, okay. So, and ironically, (laughs) of course, shockingly, this fucking movie was produced by Summit Pictures, which produced all the Twilight films. Toxic teenage relationships. Yeah. They really like it over there. So, you know, so they have big plans. They're going to go to college together. They're going to move in together. It's all very cutesy and blah, blah. Also, side note, one thing I couldn't get past when I was watching this was every time he kissed her he looked like he was trying to eat her face Ew. like he was trying to really like consume her face <laughs> it's like those 365 days movies yeah but that's different like that's like you know like an ad for like chrome sex toys whereas like this yeah. is like they're like teenagers anyway um so he tries to eat her face a lot she seems to enjoy it um they're moving in together and then she gets this bright idea somebody tells her that i can't remember who it was that she should audition for juilliard and like they love doing this i find in like american media taking like the top top schools um and being like okay like we're gonna like let our character get into the best school ever i've been rewatching gilmore girls and it just really irks me oh the whole harvard yale harvard thing thing. um (laughs) Anyway, so, so yes, she applies, and then when he finds out, like, when she finally tells him that she got an audition for Juilliard, he loses his shit, because he's like, I thought we were gonna be together. So I thought that, okay, so I thought that initially, when she told him, he had an okay reaction to her, he was like, oh, I just wish you had told me that you were gonna audition for Juilliard, like, it's a big deal and everything. But then it just kind of, like, spirals. I know, and then, like, but then five minutes later, he changes his mind, and he's like, yes, you're gonna do it. You're gonna leave me. Blah, blah, and I'm like, oh, boy. Okay, Okay, never mind. Edward, calm down. (laughs) Like, Bella leaving you. They were trying so hard, and it was not It was not. Um, so then, like, she goes for her audition at Juilliard, and, like, that's kind of a flashback, and then finally, he, he stops being as much of a shithead about it, like, he decorates her ceiling and like Juilliard ceiling I don't know the audition for the place where she's gonna go um yeah for Juilliard is I can't even talk right now like Ah. anyway he does something very sweet to try and make her feel like at ease about it so she goes for her audition she feels good Mm -hmm. and then she gets into this car accident yeah of course yeah she did this she's waiting to see whether or not she was accepted she fucking killed her audition because of course she did yeah um and like this whole time like while she's in the hospital like being the whole like oh yeah this like whole like white light keeps showing up and keeps like sucking her over (laughs) and then she keeps being like no 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 and you know she's speaking to actually the only scene that made me a little bit like i was like okay that's actually sad was her grandpa when he was telling her it's like okay if she leaves or whatever i was like oh that's sad yeah that was that part like made me cry and i'm like that's not nice like the poor little fuck you movie like Like, i'm not even happy about this movie like how dare you 
Um, yeah, and like this whole time, like her boyfriend isn't there, this Adam guy, because I think like there he's like at a he's touring or something with his he's band, touring right? and yeah. like I think that there had been like something about them not really getting along because he had so much going on with yeah, his well, band. They, and then yeah, the thing. There's like chat at the beginning of this prior to. Um, the car accident there's talk about this at the beginning where he uh they're like estranged to a certain extent because they haven't spoken because they had a big ass fight about her juilliard thing um and then he just left on tour with his band right yeah yeah Yeah, and then of course he finally shows up at the hospital she has it took um, like the entire movie and it's like this whole thing like it's basically like she was waiting for him to show up kind of thing oh god i hate it and then like as soon as he shows up it's like oh yes like i have something to live for now yeah and and he wrote her a song right did he i think so Uh, did he play her a song i don't i don't think so no maybe wait he may or may not play her a song stand by for confirmation <laughs> i don't think it's gonna be on wikipedia Megan. it might be <laughs> it's such a minute detail they have a flashback to when they played music yes. together. yes he and begins to was... play the song he'd finally written about her because oh, remember right. she has a conversation with him earlier where she says she's just like you've never written a song about me and he's oh just like oh my god okay. i love that out like this whole movie was just <laughs> vomit inducing so Anyway, so she, the assumption is at the end she decides to stay because she has she this boyfriend. Up. And oh, and he tells her that she's been accepted to Juilliard. So you're like, okay. Well. <laughs> now I see the actual reason she woke. <laughs> well, that makes sense. That's why. Like, not this guy. No, fuck that. Um, um, but, at the, but I hate that. And also when films do this, they tend to... Okay, so she, like, you know, she does this. She obviously decides to stay, which, like, that's not how being in a coma works. But anyway. um, Maybe it is. I've never been in a coma. Yeah, neither have I. But I'm just going to go out on a limb and say that that's not really how that goes. But anyway, she decides to stay, supposedly, and wakes up because he's just like, I love you. Don't leave. I wrote this song for you. And you got into, like, one of the most prestigious music schools in the fucking world. Um, And then... And then the film ends, like, basically immediately after that. And my issue with this is always that there's, like, like, do you know how much fucking therapy she's going to need? Her entire family was killed in oh, this Oh, but her boyfriend accident. is there, and he wrote her a song. No, it's better that she be with her cute grandpa, who, like, mm. is really sweet. That was the only scene that I was like, oh, okay, that's actually really sad. That made me sad. Yeah. Anyhow, so, overall, it was kind of garbage. Um... Not as garbage as our second feature that we're talking about today. I guess today. not. I can't decide which one I dislike more, but this one, I, okay. There was a bit of a wholesome factor on this one. Kind of, yeah, I guess. I hate the toxic boyfriend trope yep. that keeps repeating itself over yep. and over again. And this, like, fuck you, Twilight. You really gave way to a lot yeah. with that, where we have a boyfriend with a traumatic past. He doesn't have to be a vampire. He just has to be traumatized, and that gives him... <laughs> and broody. And it, it excuses... <laughs> His way of acting, which I cannot wrap my mind around. Like, you're, like, 16 or 17. Like, you don't need to put up with this bullshit. Who cares? You're not going to marry this guy. you got a whole life ahead of you. Seriously. Yeah, like, like, I think that was my beef with this one is that I felt that, like, they didn't actually, um, like, they really condone this behavior. And, like, there was no, like hey, he was shitty, like, this is obviously a bigger problem. Like, the shittiness that he came out with was, like, really, like, deep-rooted. Like, he went, like, where it hurt. You know what I mean? Um, And so, um, yeah, anyway. So, um, that was my beef with this one. Like, I understand that it was a little bit wholesome. There was a lot of family happening in this one. Um, So...
not great. Yeah. All right, we lost we lost our train of thought because we've been joined by fur friends. So. And they are <laughs> arguably just the best. Yeah, so it's fine. <laughs> Ozzy left again. Oh well. Okay. Um, whatever. It doesn't matter. We hate this fucking movie. It's bad. Um, <laughs> In a nutshell, it's bad. Um, the toxic like relationship trope. I'm fucking over it guys and I know yeah. that this was from like seven or eight years ago but I'm still over it I hate yeah. it mm-hmm. and that's just uh that's just what it is and I think that's it how is. I feel about it now yeah. um okay we have another movie to talk about so we're gonna try and do this in like a concise enough manner I guess so we'll move on to the other one this movie was terrible we haven't read the book we're fucking not going to now that's for sure um, which one is this one <laughs> What's it called? Oh, right. Yeah. Okay. So now we're going to move on to our second book, um, Adaptation, 2017's Before I Fall. Hey, sexy. Get in. Over. Well, at least we did it right, you know? Kissed the hottest boys, went to the stickiest parties. Damn, yeah, big party tonight. My mom's going out of town. <laughs> oh my god. What's she doing here? Watch this. Oh boy. <laughs> so, okay, before I fall, hang on, I've got notes. I have a lot of notes. I wrote so many fucking notes down, I haven't even looked at like most of them because there was just too much going on. Uh, so, Before I Fall was released in 2017 based on the 2010 novel by um, an author named Lauren Oliver. Mm-hmm. Uh, sorry if you guys can hear that. <laughs> <laughs> Lauren Oliver, why did you write this book? Um, okay, this one I need to give. This one I need to give more specific trigger warnings, very much regarding like bullying mm-hmm. um, and like like just general like teen shit like just like mental illness and stuff and also I really need to give a trigger warning for this one about um romanticization of death because it is icky and it is used a lot in this movie and I really don't like it so before I fall was uh is currently I should say actually sitting at a 6.4 out of 10 on IMDb um and a 64% on Rotten Tomatoes what the hell 64 57% is the audience score um Oof, guys, we really like some, uh, like, traumatic and controversial films filled with just terrible characters. I hate everyone in this movie. Oh, my God. But, you know, like, the, like, I felt like I was watching, like, The Craft if The Craft wasn't, like, cool. If The Craft sucked and there were no witches in it. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. Like, all the characters kind of had that look about them. Yeah. So, just, again, basic overview here. Um, The the I was about to say the craft lol <laughs> um, before I fall um centers around a character named Samantha Kingston I believe or Samantha King Sam Sam uh played by Zoe Deutsch who I like a lot she's been in like a couple of like rom-com types of movies that I've watched on Netflix like mm. what is it like set it up and stuff she's pretty decent and that, that one? yeah she's yeah. the main character in that one mm. and um she was in the second Zombieland movie mm. um which was not a great film but she stole the fucking show she was yeah. hilarious in every scene that she was in so I like her a lot oh yes I remember her in that one yeah she was good Samantha is they flipped things around a little bit for this one so it's slightly at least the beginning is slightly different
different. She's not the mousy, uh, nobody notices me girl. She's one of the popular girls at school. Yeah, but she's like not like the queen bee. Like she's, she's one of the followers. Yeah, she's like one of, she's like second. Mm. She's the Gretchen Wieners to the Regina King of the group. Yeah, but it's like if Regina, Regina George. Oh, yeah. <laughs> If it's if Regina George actually liked Gretchen Wieners. Yeah, kind of. Yes, yeah. it's true. If they were actually like nice to each other and didn't actually like hate each Katie. other. She's kind of like the Katie. Oh, you're right. Yeah, she is more like, like Katie. the Katie because yeah. she like, there are certain instances where she actually seems to feel things about what she does. So yeah. yeah. So it's like, they're a mean girls group, but like not funny. Yeah. <laughs> not even a little bit. No. Like they're actually very mean, like, but not funny. Oh my God. This movie is mean. The characters in this movie are fucking like, mean and they don't. Yeah have to they don't have consequences for it so it's like triggering because they're all such bullies oh it's awful okay so basically this is another one with a fucking car accident oh and also i didn't mention it when we were talking about if i stay but god your ya movies (laughs) (laughs) riley come here good lord Sorry, everyone. It's, it's okay. Sorry, man. You're, no, it's fine. Um, your YA movies really, really love to uh, have a narration mm. overlaid over top the films. Like, yes. I'm, I'm starting to notice that all of them have it. Yes. Um, I guess, again, because fucking Twilight did it, so they all have done it afterwards. Yes. Um, so, yeah. So, it's uh, it basically Samantha is like, yeah, she's the Katie to the Regina George of the group. You're right. That was a really good analogy. Yeah. Um, and But, like, the Regina George in this one is like, awful oh my god okay like, we need we're gonna let's go through this plot a little yeah. bit because we're gonna talk about her after because her character has no consequence for her actions None. and i wanted her to die totally it was terrible yeah. she's part she's the biggest trigger warning for bullying in this fucking film mm-hmm. and it's not okay Mm-mm. so she basically samantha this is pretty much a groundhog day movie yeah. because samantha goes through one day in her life um her and her friends after a party get into a car accident um, and I guess seemingly die, but yeah. it sets off a time loop where she keeps reliving that day yeah. over and over and over again and tries to make different choices. It's ba- it's a Groundhog Day movie. They try to make different decisions to see if something mm. turns out differently. Ironically, this she was, actually turns into a better person as the day she progresses. See, that's why I don't hate her yeah. that much. Like, yeah. she's not great, but she's no, not the worst like, character in this movie. I think it's like when she's forced to relive the same day over and over again, she's like, huh. I don't like Wow, my life. I'm the worst person yeah. ever. <laughs> yeah. I don't like these people. Pretty much, yeah. yeah. Um, and I do, ironically, um, this movie was released in 2017, and it's like a Groundhog Day, we're reliving the same day time loop movie. Yeah. The same year as Happy Death Day was released, yeah. which I would argue is much better. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's a much more oh, fun movie to watch. That movie, like, I don't like scary movies or gory movies or whatever you want to call it, but Happy Death Day was hilarious. It's so fun, and Jessica yeah. Rothy, who's, like, the lead in that, she's great. She's much better than anybody oh, in this film. So and she has a really good character arc as well throughout the course she's of so that good. movie. Yeah. Um, anyway, it doesn't matter. I'm just digressing because I noticed that parallel and I thought that was really funny. Mm. I was like, was 2017 like a time loop movie year? I don't know. Um, so yeah, so basically she has to make her different decisions and find the right solution that will end the time loop for her and basically finish things. But I'm going to spoiler alert this right now because the ending of the time loop is that Samantha has to die. I know. Like, that I found was really, like, unjust. Like, she, like, redeemed herself. She made herself a better person. It should have been, like, her shitty friend. 
who yeah. had to go through this. Like, so, I thought it was interesting to take the not-so-bad character and make her go through a time loop because I felt like after all that effort, there was just no... Yeah, there was no real... I mean, I guess it would be like if Happy Death Day had taken that other girl who's at the sorority with Tree, yeah. the, the girl with the dark hair who's yes. like horrible, they'd taken her and she'd been the one stuck in the time loop. Like, I guess that would yeah. have been like the correct thing to do. Mm. But at least... In Happy Death Day, Tree's character is fucking awful at the beginning. Right. Like, right away. And she's not, like, the follower who's awful. She's terrible on her own. She's just terrible, yeah. (laughs) She's just mean. So it made, it kind of makes more sense to you. Like, it feels more justified. I don't know. It's Blumhouse. It's a fun movie, so. (laughs) (laughs) Go watch Happy Death Day. Don't watch watch this garbage. Don't watch this fucking movie. Um, Yeah, so I think... And it's basically my my biggest, I guess, takeaway from it. First of all, the characters are awful. Um, like, she's already kind of, like, not nice to begin with. The one thing that I really don't like about her at first is how mean she is to her little sister. Yes, I know. And her sister's, like, super nice. She makes her an origami crane. She does. And she's just like, Sam, Sam, Sammy, you forgot your gloves and stuff. And she's, like, leaving in the morning. She basically tells her to fuck off. And, like, I know teenagers are, some of some teenagers will be like this with younger siblings. But, like, this felt exaggerated for the it purpose did. of plot. It did. Um, just so that she can have a real good redemption arc at the I know, end and she wasn't like really that shitty not like, really and she's the one who like even right at the beginning is more uncomfortable with yeah. certain things like them making fun of people and stuff and you're like okay mm-hmm. so why are we i don't know anyway yeah um anyway but uh, some of the redemption arc was good yeah some of the things were not good and a lot of it has to do with the like the other characters almost around her because mm. you've got like your stereotypes obviously you have your queen bee type of the group who was like extra awful for yeah the queen who's bee. uh Lindsay or Linz, whatever yeah. um and then you've got the other two semi-forgettable friends who are just also there in the group yeah I just I don't know like the two others were just like collateral damage pretty much like, yeah they, they just, were just there to have a group of friends and not just two girls who yeah were friends, exactly basically. yeah um uh, I do I find it really funny how uh Samantha's character has like a dude bro boyfriend um who is so funny because he he means absolutely oh, nothing to this movie at all he's just just there like, yeah like his only like thing was that he represented Sam succumbing to peer pressure and having sex with him which is part of what's supposed to happen on that day it's Valentine's Day yeah um and she, they're apparently they're gonna hook up like after a party or something yeah. that night but and I love that. <laughs> no, the first time she doesn't. So in the original day, the first yeah. time she doesn't is because like he's so drunk he's falling over basically. Is he like puking on himself? Apparently or he. Th- I think um uh, the guy who's having the party there who we also need to talk about because they try to make him romantic and he's fucking not. Oh um, no, he's kind of like creepy stalker. No, he's the worst. Yeah. Um they try to like anyways like in the first one I think he says um oh yeah he's throwing up in my sink right now <laughs> yeah like he's like oh yeah he's throwing up in my sink like it's like yeah that's who you really want to you already with. knew that her care her boyfriend's character was going to be like a useless douchebag yeah. because she you know they do that thing at their high school where they like send roses to people on valentine's day or whatever is that an american thing like, I don't know I they do it in to all the boys know. I've loved before too they also do they it they also do it in mean girls oh but fuck they... that's true <laughs> oh those the candy you, canes Coco, you go go Glenn That's Coco. true. They do the candy yeah. cane thing at Christmas. Yeah, yeah. fall for you, Glenn Coco. <laughs> Fuck Mean Girls. Oh, oh it's such a good movie. It's like a perfect film. There's okay. nothing to change in that movie. We need to do a Mean Girls episode. How in are October. we going to? It's October third. <laughs> We're just gonna do it for fun. There's yeah. no book though. Whatever. There's a burn book. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. 
Um, I'm sure everybody would be fine with that anyway. It doesn't matter. It's been overdone. I don't think we should. Fair enough. Just recite Mean Girls. (laughs) Well, you know what? It's probably, it would be more fun to at least quote that movie than have to deal with somebody as awful as like Lindsay in this film who I don't even understand, I like, I don't even understand what kind of like rage and insecurity you have to have as a person to bully the other girl at school her name is Juliet she's like the weird art loner person who again she's like a big ass stereotype I do feel bad for her Mm. because nobody should be treated this way Mm. but um yeah it's just it's so much there's literally a scene the first night is when we originally see this scene take place they go to a party at this guy's place, there's Creepy this guy house. who's obsessed with Sam. Yeah. Apparently, they were friends when they were kids. His name is Kent. He sucks. Um, <laughs> they try to make him be like, oh, he's such a better option because he spends his time being like, this isn't you. This isn't what you're like. And I'm like, fuck off, Kent. Leave her alone. Oh, if she my wants God. to be like that, then she can be like that. Like, and also, like, you're pathetic. Like, stop now. Yeah. Don't do it. She's not worth it. Just yeah. leave it alone. Anyway, yeah. they go to his house party because all these kids are rich, obviously. So mm-hmm. they have these big fucking like what is that house it's massive it's like a big log cabin basically like every like high school movie it's like who has a they never have house to, like they this? never have to worry about money ever know, ever 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 know. they all have like all unlimited like funds and cars that are new and stuff and it's weird mm-hmm. um anyway so they go to this party on this first night um and this weird girl Juliet shows up and she's not weird she's just everybody's fucking mean to her because she's quiet she does art which is beautiful by the way mm. and she doesn't like to talk to everybody because she thinks they're fucking horrible and she's right she's right they are and then she just kind of goes a little bit bananas yeah and then she snaps guy. a bit because of course they start making fun of her immediately yeah. um, based on childhood things that we're gonna learn later weren't even true right. so that's interesting so she starts being made fun of and she snaps and you start to get the impression that there is more to it a little Mm. bit because she has a weird conversation with Lindsay where she says like you know you're making up for like your dad leaving your mom and stuff and she like accuses her of things I'm like that's weird how long have you two known each other and then these girls proceed to pull like a full carry on her where they start throwing their drinks all over her because she gets so angry that she's being berated that she pretty much attacks Lindsay right which like justified um sorry guys but eventually (laughs) and then all these all of these girls and a bunch of the guys at the party which like fuck right off um start throwing their beers all over her and yelling at her and telling her she needs to be like institutionalized and one of the other girls in their group says she needs to like be put on a leash and stuff it's so fucking mean and she basically runs away steps in i know and she basically just runs away and runs out the door off into the night basically and we're not going to learn more about that until (laughs) off into the night (laughs) (laughs) turns into a bat oh that'd be great that would have been great that would have been a better movie anyway (laughs) that's why she's weird because she's a vampire Everything can be justified if you're a vampire. But yes, it can. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, that's the only saving grace that Twilight fucking has. That's the only reason that it's able to get away with as much as it is, because they're supernatural beings. Right. So, anyway. Anyway. Um, and so, guess. yeah, so it's basically after this fight, Sam's boyfriend, I think, would be way too drunk to have sex anyway so Mm. whatever and then she anyway because that's obviously even for her she's the one who acts the most like actually traumatized by that I think the fact that that girl attacked her friend and the fact that they were like awful to her right afterward is getting to her so they all leave in a car together and then whatever they have a car accident and then suddenly Sam wakes up again and she's like how the fuck did I get home last night yeah um and then la-di-da obviously it's because the day's restarting (laughs) 
Yeah, and so then she just wakes up again the next morning, and then it's the same day that starts. Yeah, and we have again. the all always the usual trope where the same things repeat themselves, and they're like, "I'm having such deja vu. This is so weird." Blah blah blah. And of course, yeah. they don't believe it at first because they never do. But I think, like, I think unfortunately, what happens now is that too many of these films have been made that are like this that you're kind of like, "I don't need to go through the whole yeah, like, first day." <laughs> I did appreciate that. If- about this movie that like she kind of believed it pretty quickly and we didn't have to go through this whole like what do you mean it's like it's so obvious that that's what's happening like let's just move on with the plot you know I hate I also hate that these movies these movies at this point should be more self-referential like somebody should have said Groundhog Day at some point yeah (laughs) I agree instead of it being like this has never ever happened. What we is have never this? Never talked about. Yeah. This. <laughs> what is this repetition? What is this time loop? What yeah. is this? Like where they don't understand what's going on. You're like, eh, whatever. Yeah. Um, and yeah, then there's a lot of there's just a whole bunch in the middle that is obviously just different days worth. Some days where she tries to do just one or two things that are different, like not go to the party. Mm. Um, and then what they do find out at the same time is that of course, obviously, so they had their car accident apparently. But yeah. what they find out at the same time is that. Juliet, the girl who they were bullying at the party, has run out of there and killed herself um, right yeah. after, basically, because the night that they decide not to go to the party, everybody starts, everybody's phone starts blowing up, and yeah. they're like, oh, Juliet, I don't remember her last name, I'm sorry, committed suicide. And we were like, whoa. Yeah. So... Uh, then of course, obviously these days keep resetting technically whether it, from my understanding, cause it seems to happen a lot. They reset whether or not she actually dies. You know what I mean? Like whether yeah. or not she has that car accident, she still wakes up the next day right? and is back at the beginning yeah. of so February you, 14th. So you so. know that there's definitely something that she's got to fix. It's not. Whew, it definitely it, makes less yeah. sense than when they keep dying. Because at least if they keep dying, I'm like, yeah, okay. But then I'm like, why are you waking up the next why day? Why are you waking up? And the it's next not day. the next day, but yeah. Anyway. But it's definitely something that happens on that day that she's meant to make better. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah, and of course, so she slowly but surely works her way through that. There are some days where, like I said, she tries to make small decisions. Some yep. days where she goes out and out crazy. There's that one where she basically snaps and dresses <laughs> up in like a really tight black dress and yeah. is like a total horrible person. But she <laughs> says to Lindsay yeah. the things that she that I wish had stayed. Like I wish that Lindsay had actually heard that because by the end, that's all retconned because yeah. we've gone back to the beginning of a fucking day again. And that's what I hate. Like it's like any progress that she makes, like all all this is is like personal development like she's not like helping her friends become better people because I would argue that they're the ones who really need this like you know um waking up on a loop more than she does the only thing that she does do by the end is that on the last day where things repeat themselves of course she's gone through all of this she's mended relationships with her parents who she was not very close to before and she was quite cold to and with her little sister who's a little munchkin um and she's also started developing which like again i wish this was just personal growth i hate that they had to throw in a thing where she winds up realizing that she should have been with the kent character yeah like it's like he's not great either no. like if you've only got two choices like maybe you don't need a boy maybe you just you know? don't need either of like, them I really that was one thing that I really hated about both these movies and I think it's kind of like we've moved away from that a little bit mm-hmm. um yeah. 
not a lot, but a little bit, is this whole, like, notion that, like, you need a boy to have purpose. Yeah, and that there is something to do, unfortunately, and that so often um, people are traumatized by something, and a lot of these stories have a lot to do with, that's it, like, with past trauma, um, mental illness, uh, you know, body image issues, things like that, but not even, not things that are tackled in a way that's very sensitive a lot of the time like Mm. god the like there's no proper there's one scene in the last day basically where you know she's like hey hey maybe we shouldn't bully Juliet for no fucking reason because we have no reason to like they're just you know because they have I do appreciate the dialogue in that scene strangely enough because when she's like why do we hate her again? Yeah. And her friends are like, well, she's Juliet. Like, she's fucking weird. And she's like, yeah, but why do but we hate why? her? Like, we, like, we have no reason to. What's the real reason? No, that's it. And so I do appreciate that because yeah. it does point out that a lot of the time people who are being bullied haven't done anything yeah. in the first place for for any form of bullying to start. No, you know? probably just, like, remind the bully of, like, something that's upset them or Which something. is exactly what it yeah. is because as we find out, which, again, I really wish that they had been able to do something to, like, fix Lindsay's character. Yeah. We find out that Lindsay and this girl, Juliet, were good friends when they were kids. Yeah. And then they went to camp, maybe, yeah. at some point. Yeah, and apparently, camp. and Lindsay was really going through it. Her parents were getting divorced, and it yeah. was really rough on her, which is totally understandable. Um, and she was wetting the bed, it seems, when this was happening. It was, I guess, a response to it. Yeah. And she woke up one morning, and, you know, she had wet the bed and everything. And people were like, oh, haha, did you, like, pee in your sleeping bag or whatever it is? And she, instead of handling this properly or just being upset and letting her friend comfort her, no. She immediately pointed to Juliet and she was like no she did it yeah and I think that that's like a norm not normal but I think that like children would have that response unfortunately yeah nobody wants to be made fun of no one wants to be humiliated a lot of adults act that way too yeah I can tell you this from experience you know working in a corporate setting yep 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 um but uh yeah I just think that there was and like again we keep comparing this to like other much better movies but if you look at like mean girls like yes. the the um because that was you know satire hyperbole for of sure what it is to be a, a high school teenager but you have this same relationship between regina george and uh janice ian yeah you know they used to be uh, friends they used to be friends and then like you know regina got embarrassed about something and then she turned it all on janet yeah. and then poor janet janice Janice, yeah. <laughs> she ends up like being the bullied pariah. Ostracized one. All of high school. Yeah. And same thing happened. Exactly. Here. Mean Girls is a comedy. Yeah. So, like, you know, and also, like, you know, so obviously, instead of it being like a really sad thing, like Janice has taken it and she rolls with it, basically, yeah. and she's made, you know, another friend and stuff, and that's totally fine. Yeah. Um, and it's handled super differently, which, again, totally fine. Mm-hmm. No problem. But it still feels, even like in Mean Girls, there's still an entire redemption arc for Regina herself. Even though Katie goes, she's the lead and she goes through her own stuff. Regina does have like, she gets hit by a fucking bus and then has to become a, basically a completely different person. And she also has to hear publicly that everybody hates her. Right. Yes. When she, she had convinced herself that everyone was in love with her. Right. And you know, they wanted her to be hit by a bus. Yeah. Like, I think that they're, I like, that's why I'm so disappointed about this movie. Like, I feel like, there could have been such a great redemption arc, but no, like they keep repeating the day and all of it is forgotten. Yeah. Um, so, okay. So just to sum up basically what happens is the last day, um, the final day, the final day, she, um, 
Right. What happens is uh, she goes to the party. She has a whole thing with Kent where she's basically like, oh, I should have been with you before kind of thing. And you're like, this this like, romance means nothing. This? It like, means nothing yeah. in the context of the story except that she's like, again, slightly less mean to him than she has been before and she kisses him, blah, blah. Anyway, um, so she goes to the party and when things start happening with Juliet, she basically, it's so funny to me, she never... You've repeated this day so many fucking times and she never gets to a point where she gets there and stops the bullying before it happens. No, she does She always has ever. to get there after. So in this case, it's the same thing again. Yeah. And she goes running out the door after Juliet when she leaves the party after her friends have been right. horrible. Right. Chases her through the woods, tries to have a whole conversation with her. She's like, I know what you're going to do. Please don't do this. Like you are worth you know, living, basically surviving. Like it, this won't mean anything later. Like don't worry about it kind of thing. Um... And what this leads to is, of course, <laughs> Juliet saying that this doesn't matter and everything, and she doesn't feel as though this will ever get better for her, that she doesn't feel as though her life will ever get better. And so she's going to run out into the road, basically, and be hit by a car, um, mm-hmm. which she goes to do. But, of course, Samantha runs, pushes her out of the way, and she's the one who gets hit by the car instead. Uh, and she dies. And what I hate, hate, hate so much is some of the narration at the beginning and then again the narration at the end does this thing where again I hate this like she's she's died she Mm. was hit by a a truck actually it was quite large Mm. um she's hit by a truck and she's killed and she keeps talking about like everything she had to do before she fell oh before you know like some of you have like you know Mm. other days left Mm. and I don't and it sound they make it sound good like they make it sound like a good thing oh I hate it I hate it like like I remember when this movie came out and I was reading an article um about this and about the other one that we just spoke about, which I still can't find. If I stay. <laughs> if I stay. Um, and then they were also talking about, like, the fault in our stars. And, like, this whole, like, trope of, like... There's so many Teenagers of those. dying. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, yep. like, before I go into that, like, I just want to say that this, this movie that we were just talking about... What was it called? Before I Fall. That one. <laughs> um, it was... Like, there was no point to the movie. Like, there was no, no like okay, like, now this person's a better person. Like, all it was was she stopped this girl and said to her, you have so much more to live for. Great, after you've been fucking bullying me for the last however many years with your friends, you've never stood up for me. You didn't just stand up for me either in front of anybody. You were in the other room. You did it, like, you know, like, on the side. So... No one's going to stand up for this girl. She's going to continue to be bullied probably until the end of high school. Like, you don't know what happens to her. Anyway, so I just felt like there was no advancement, no character. No. I, it almost, I almost felt, I don't even know how to describe this. It was almost like it could have been, it could have been good, but it's almost like almost what they want you to infer. I wonder if the author felt this way. If they, what they want you to take away from this is that because Samantha dies, Mm -hmm. um, and stuff that Juliet will be like, oh, my life is worth living because somebody saved me. Like somebody mm. was willing to do that mm. who used to bully me. Mm. And that maybe after her best friend dies, Lindsay will feel the need to change as a person. But there's no guarantee there's no of guarantee that. guarantee of that. Like for anything, like Lindsay might use this as um as a, a PR stunt or something, it's, you know? And like, anyway. But yeah, I had been reading this article about like the romanticization of death in teenagers. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, it's terrifying, guys. It's terrifying. There's nothing. Like, you cannot keep bringing out movies like yeah. this because, you know, like, 
teenagers are like developing like not only is there a problem with this trope of toxic relationships and being like oh yeah this is cool yeah. or this is okay there's also this now trope of like death and like this this ability to kind of have like these out-of-body experiences and I know that this was mm -hmm. where a lot of the beef came from from 13 reasons why oh yeah is like this whole idea that if you die by suicide you're still gonna be around to observe what oh, happens awful. oh I hate that um and like they're doing it in these movies too I think it's so dangerous yeah. to do this kind of thing because you know you're again you're romanticizing people um ending their own lives um you're romanticizing cancer in teenagers like, yeah like horrible know, diseases that you know you would never want anyone that particularly anyone that that age yeah. to have to go through it's exactly. awful and like it's not to say that okay we shouldn't have movies about teenagers with cancer because I also think that representation matters of course but I think that there's a very fine line between representation matters and, and romanticization romanticizing yeah. it because they're always meeting another person who either yeah. is or is not suffering from an illness as yeah. well and they're falling in love with them yeah. and having this whole thing and you're like I feel like we should stop doing this and and, yeah. and again unfortunately Unfortunately, yeah, there is a lot of romant almost romanticization again of like suicide. Yeah. And I think you're right, 13 Reasons Why I really fucked with that a lot. Yeah. Um, and why like that happens because there are other films um, or other adaptations that have come out that have like a similar vibe like that. There's that one from Netflix, which I have not watched and I don't really want to, called All the Bright Places. I had to stop watching that because I found that one tough to watch. Um, I couldn't tell you what happened in it. All, all I'm aware of is, unfortunately, somebody does yeah. take their own lives by yeah. the end of that film, um, like one of the characters does, mm. and I'm just like, and there's also, there's a lot of, I believe, like, talk about suicide yeah. and things like that. Um, God, we didn't even talk about in this movie as well that there's also... Uh, there's the bullying in this film is not just directed towards the weird girl it's also directed towards the gay girl in the class yes. Anna yes. who I fucking I love that actress she's in Yellow Jackets now she's yeah. awesome yeah um which I just I don't understand or they I should say actually I believe that they're non-binary oh, um they? yeah. yeah if I'm not mistaken but they're in Yellow Jackets now which is a like a cool like thriller kind of show mm. it's a fun one I like that one a lot and they were in Santa Clarita Diet before too oh, were so they? fun horror yeah, stuff cool. all over the place yeah. um yeah they and which they do because like somebody uses like the d word as a slur at one point and I'm like were we still saying that in uh, 2017 like it's, it, it's mind-boggling to see how far we've come on certain things but also how much work there still is to do like yeah. it's insane it's wild yeah. wild and they and again it's very stereotypical this character like I said the character's name is Anna she's like, you know, like she has a whole thing when the flowers are being passed out where she's like, I'm in heteronormative hell. And you're like, this is very on the nose, yeah. guys. Like, yeah. God, just because a person is queer doesn't mean they're going to talk this way no. or feel this way, even about people passing out roses on Valentine's Day. Like, yeah. it doesn't mean anything. It doesn't mean, like, you know, everybody's allowed to enjoy what they want. Like, I don't... It, anyway whatever. yeah we digress but yeah but. see there's and unfortunately yeah i think it's a combination of things like twilight obviously it but like stuff like 13 reasons why and the fault in 
Sayonara Stars is another big one that's caused a lot of the I have a debilitating illness yeah. ones to happen. So I feel like, what is it, like Chemical Hearts that they had I watched done. that one. Um, fucking, there's like a few. Uh, six feet apart. Five feet apart. Five feet I just apart. found it. I'm yeah. like looking through a list yeah. right now. And like, again, like as someone who has chronic illnesses, like I think representation matters and yes. it's important to show. And, and I get what they're doing. They're trying to show that there's like a whole life outside of like this identity of being sick yeah of course I, I get that and I appreciate that but it always comes back to like this like romantic relationship like it's like why can't we show this person having like super supportive friends yeah or developing really yeah. supportive friendships where maybe they didn't have them before maybe yeah. they had I don't know friendships where you know like in like you know your case like friendships let's say if you had friendships with people being like what do you mean you can't come out yeah exactly or what do you mean you don't have enough energy to do this yeah. or do You're that a bad because, friend you told yeah. me that we were gonna hang out like you know whereas I have great friends like Megan who are just like okay cool I mean, or like, I'll come and sit with you and we can just watch TV. Just as somebody who's never had to deal with this before myself, I don't pretend to understand what a person is feeling when they have a recurring illness yeah. or like a chronic problem of yeah. any sort. And Whether so depression who, or anything. who am I to judge or to get angry with a person yeah. for that? There's yeah. nothing to be done about it. If you really are friends with this person, then it's probably not going to bother you that much exactly. anyway, which like really it doesn't. It so. doesn't. And like, so this is my point. Like, it's like, instead of having these tropes of like yeah. love and like that, that really, would be really fun. I would <laughs> love to watch a film where somebody has a chronic illness somebody yeah. has whatever chronic illness there are so many yeah a chronic illness of some sort that they're dealing with that's very difficult for yeah. them and um maybe goes through an arc where they lose certain friendships yeah. but gain others that are even stronger and it doesn't necessarily have to be a romantic relationship exactly. it could be hinted towards who cares? who cares we could have one later on but it would be really great if it were focused on friendship, friendship. that would be really fun and like showing how like you know like this person is trying to get through their life, whether it's like yes. through work or school and like they're being treated equitably because they're like being recognized for having like, you know, shortfalls. And so they're, yep. they're trying to set up accommodations to help this person. And then you watch this person succeed a little bit. Like, like these are the types of movies that we want. Like this before I fall, like this whole like, oh, now we have to tie this up with like oh. a romantic thing at the end. Like stupid. Why is and I this just, necessary? Just everything. Of, this one was like, like the other one made me roll my eyes a lot because it yeah. was just so cliched and yeah. over the top. Even like the like the acting was over the top. I really like Chloe Grace Moretz. Yeah, I think she's too. quite talented. There are scenes where she's so frustrated that she like holds her hair. And yeah. I'm like, okay, what are you doing? <laughs> um, it was just over the top. Like she was trying really hard, but this movie was just not with her at all mm. because it was just not at that level um this one this one actually made me mad while yeah. I was watching it I was like these people are making me angry and this script is making me angry yeah. like the screenplay is infuriating because it wasn't clear where they were going with it and then at the end you realize that they were going nowhere with it and you're like kind okay, of okay kind great. of great yeah, what am and I it's to do with that. And you're sort of I can't help it too because I think of it from like a weird horror perspective. Yeah. First of all, some of the score in this film is trying to make me think it's a thriller when it's yeah. fucking not yeah. because there was some very overdramatic scoring of the music in this film that was so bizarre yeah. to me. I was like, why is it like this? I um, think they were they were trying to go hard like Twilight on the soundtracks. Like, you know, that's one good thing about Twilight. Yeah. Is like, you know, they didn't have to go that hard on the soundtracks. The soundtracks are banging. they did it for yeah. us. Yeah. yeah, they did it because they were like, well, we know what you're here for. <laughs> At least if you get good music at the same time, you might ignore some of the faults here. Um, yeah, it's true. Plus, at this point, teen films are like... Um, 
like an indie dream basically like mm-hmm. indie rock indie pop rock mm-hmm. kind of dream like that's pretty much what you're getting out of most of yeah. them I would say um which is good for the artists if nothing else at least musicians are getting to get it's their music true. out there yeah. oh man um yeah so I guess I don't want to pick a favorite because they're both terrible I would never watch either of these again. No, I, I tend to watch shitty teen romance movies like every year. Over for sure. Again. But not when they make you mad. These made me mad. Yeah. So I wouldn't watch either of these again. I don't really want to pick a favorite. Maybe I hated if I stay slightly less. Maybe. Yeah. I think I would be with you on that one. It made me roll my eyes. It didn't make me angry. Yeah. I guess yeah. is what it is. Yeah. It just made me tired. It did. Yeah. It was exhausting. Oh man. Um, if there is, by the way, just like as a side note, somebody tell me if there is a film or like a book or something that exists that we were just talking about where it's just about somebody who's going through it great and has great friends that they wind up making along the way. I would, yeah, I need to know. I want to know that. I'm going to ask Reddit and see what they say. (laughs) Um, God, these movies were terrible. We've been prattling on about them for a long time. I'm really sorry, Uh, but they were bad and they made me kind of upset. (laughs) And it's, and yeah, to your what you said earlier, it's just dangerous. It's it dangerous is. idea to put out there because the demographic is young. Very malleable. The like, demographic that is watching these films the majority of the time are like high school aged people yeah. who are roughly the same ages as the characters yeah. that are being portrayed. Yeah. Um, and it's really it's really dangerous it to really think for someone to watch this and believe that this is what maybe high school is actually like. Um, it's not, and it shouldn't be. So, I mean, you know, we didn't go to high school in the States, so I'm not saying that, you know, it's not 100% like this in the States, but like, man, like we got to do better. Like I will never not be on this soapbox about how we need to teach young people to just be better. Yeah, like um, be good people. Be good people and not like... You know, I think a lot of these movies are made by people who maybe lived through these experiences or they um, are living off memories that they had where everything was like very dramatic and they miss a time when I really think we have to stop this. Like we got to do better, you know? Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty much, that's pretty much it. (laughs) I think maybe that's the takeaway from it is (laughs) it's just like when you watch these films, Just do better. Just do better. Just (laughs) take it with a grain of salt. Oh, man. Okay. All right. We're good. We're done. We've complained. (laughs) We're finished with it. Um, If you would also like to complain, you're more than welcome to. (laughs) You can uh, let us know if you've seen either of these or read the books. Because I've not read either and there's no fucking way I'm doing it now. So, um you can let us know about that over on Instagram at fullybookedca. You can check out our Facebook group, which is facebook.com slash groups slash book was way better. Um, and if you are still listening, which I hope you are, uh, you can feel free to leave us a five-star rating and review wherever you're listening. It really helps us get the episodes out in front of more bookworms. But until next time, guys, keep on reading. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.